Welcome to the Divorce Angel Podcast. I'm your host, Tanya Summerton. Attention business owners, senior managers and executives, your successful separation begins right now. We have the answers to the questions you did not even think to ask. Let's face it, you're already successful in your career and we're here to help expand your knowledge and limit your costs by designing a strategy for your divorce. We take all that business knowledge you've acquired and we put it to work. With proven strategies, systems and processes, we've saved our clients tens of thousands in legal fees and helped define their future. And now we're doing the unthinkable. We're revealing the secrets the lawyers have tried to hide and giving you our formula for five steps to a seamless divorce. We're changing the world one divorce at a time, so stay tuned. Hey everyone and welcome back to the Divorce Angel podcast. I'm your host, Tanya Summerton. And for those of you who are new to the podcast, I just wanted to introduce myself and let you know a little bit more about what I do and how I can help. So I run a business called Divorce Angel and what we do is we help project manage people's divorces by putting a strategy together. And strategies are really key when getting divorced. The reason being, when you go to a lawyer, a lawyer is really not going to look at the personal outcome that you want. And you might say, Tanya, that sounds ridiculous. Why else would I be seeing a lawyer? And a lawyer or a solicitor or whatever country you're working in, what they're doing is they're trying to get a process completed. And the process that they need to complete is obviously to get you separated from your spouse in hopefully the best way possible. Now, that's the key, the best way possible. And making sure that they get it done no matter what, whatever means it takes to get it done. That could be going to court. It could be just a few legal letters, depending on how the two of you are operating or working together. But in many cases, you would have heard the horror stories. You would have spoken to people that will tell you how expensive divorce can be if you are reactive and not proactive. So what I try to do, not only in this podcast, but in my business, is to provide you with, let's call it a crystal ball, into the process of divorce. What other people have gone through, what the industry itself is telling me behind closed doors. So what lawyers in many cases are saying are wrong with the system, how to get around those issues that are out there that you know, many lay people would not even know or be aware of. And quite often I say, if you don't know the right questions to ask, how do you ever find the answers? Because that there, my friends, is the key. How do you know what right questions to ask? So leading on from this, I wanted to talk today about something that I see as part of the problem in divorce, even life in general, to be perfectly honest, it doesn't need to be divorce because I use what I'm going to teach you today in every area of my life. I was taught this skill by my mentor and seriously, uh, I did not realize how I walked around my life with my blinkers on so often. Previously, let's say 
I thought I was a know-it-all. There's no doubt about it. My marriage was one of competition. My ex-husband and I, you know, it was very competitive. One of us always had to be right. It was whether we were driving somewhere and we would both go different directions just to see who was quicker, just didn't matter. Like it was so exhausting. And I look back now and think to myself, what a waste of time. But after 22 years of marriage, it just become such a habit for us, it become normal. Until one day it was pointed out by my mum that she was so tired of being around the two of us that, you know, she probably wouldn't be coming to visit as much more. Wasn't really in those words, but that's what she was implying. She'd had enough of the games we were playing. Now, why was this happening? And why did I behave the way I did? And it all comes down to interpretations. I interpreted that if I wanted to have any form of power in the relationship, I needed to win. And let's be honest, if someone wins, that means there must be a loser. Once again, the game of marriage, when it's not a good marriage. In my current relationship now, there are no winners and losers. There is just equals. We never, ever have a debate over trying to make the other person right or wrong. Just doesn't happen. We support each other in our opinions and it's taken me a long time to grow up and realise that this was part of my immaturity in my first relationship. I choose not to argue anymore because once, you know, as I said before, when you are choosing to argue, it means you are choosing to make someone wrong. And why do you have to make someone wrong? Simple, to make you right. And when you're right, you feel better about yourself, correct? Here's the thing. If you already felt good about yourself, you would not have to make someone else wrong because you already felt good about yourself. I can tell you right now with the majority of people, and I'm talking very, very high majority of people that I work with, there is such a lack of self-love, self-belief that their ego has to keep fighting just to remain worthy. So let's talk about interpretations. Interpretations are, there is no doubt about it, one of the biggest issues in our life. And if we look at what goes on around us, I can tell you right now, a very small amount of what happens or what we believe in our thoughts are factual. So let's just talk about the facts. So we could talk about the facts of where someone lives, uh, their age, their sex maybe, their house, whether it be brick or, you know, or wood or, I don't know, a cabin or straw. I don't know. I'm just making that up. That They're facts. So where someone lives, what someone lives in, their sex, their height, their age, colour of their hair, they are facts. 
But anything else, my dear friend, is interpretations. And all areas of our life can evolve. This is what I have learnt. All areas of your life can evolve when you fully understand that you actually know nothing. You know nothing. But when we're going through a separation, we feel this need to be right. We feel this need to stand up for ourselves. And we feel this need to always make someone else wrong. Because if they're wrong, we're right. But if we had self-love, self-belief, even integrity, self-integrity, we wouldn't really care what the other person said because whether they were right or wrong wouldn't bother us because we would know that we are heading in the right direction and doing what, you know, we should be doing. And nearly everything that you know or think that you know is an interpretation formed from a belief or a story. So like I said to you before, my story in my first marriage was around I had to win. I had to try and find a way to, you know, beat my ex-husband. We had a tennis court and, you know, I would sit there during the week when my ex-husband was at work and um, go, right, I'm going to go down to the tennis court and get the ball machine out and I'm going to hit a thousand balls just so when we play our game on the weekend or after work one night, I'm going to beat him. Like they were sort of some of the things that I was thinking about rather than going, well, it's a beautiful day. I'm going to go down and hit some balls and just enjoy myself. Like I put this pressure on me to always be able to, to beat him because if I didn't beat him, that would mean I would lose. And then as our relationship got to the the really pointy end of the unhappiness, that competition just got out of hand. And these were interpretations that I were making. So let me explain to you this four-step process that my mentor taught me that I now use. Because if you're feeling enabled, That's because of how you are interpreting things. Let's just imagine right now that, I don't know, you're feeling feeling sad, you're feeling unhappy, you're feeling all of the negative emotions that come with a relationship breakdown. And let's be honest, that's natural, correct? Now, Before you feel those emotions, the sad or the unhappy or the lonely, whatever it is, before that, you had a thought and the thought precedes your feeling. So if you're feeling sad, lonely or not worthy, or let's just say upset, it's because before you felt that way, you were having those feelings, those thoughts. Let me just cement this and try and get this through. Just recall the last time, if if you don't feel like that now, just stop for a minute, take a deep breath and think back to the last time you had bad thoughts. Now, what did you do afterwards? After you had these bad thoughts, did you feel energetic and invigorated? Did you feel like I'm going to take the world on? Or did you feel like just watching Netflix, sleeping, 
eating junk food, looking for some way to make you feel happy. Could even have been substance abuse or I don't know, whatever it is that maybe you may have done after the bad thoughts. Because I can tell you right now, everyone, everyone will not feel energetic after the bad thoughts. It's a proven fact. It's not like you're going to go unless, for instance, you're an Olympic athlete, but you're not going to perform at your best if you think, oh, I'm not going to win this. I'm going to get, you know, you're already setting the intention that you're not going to win the race or whatever it is. But if you go into the race thinking, yes, I've got this. I'm the best. I'm going to do better than ever before. I'm going to break some record. You're more inclined to do it because you're having that those positive you know, thoughts in your mind. So this is the start of hopefully starting to make sense to you, right? If you if you can get this one point, this is the start of it. So interpretations are your beliefs and stories mixed together to form thoughts. And then these thoughts become the tripwire to feeling bad. So acknowledging the feeling of bad or sad or whatever it is, is the number one key. So what you need to do is acknowledge that I don't feel okay. I am feeling sad or bad or lonely, whatever it is that it that has caused you to feel that way. And then once you've done that, you, you sort of tell yourself, I am feeling this way because of interpretations I am making. This is the first realization. I am feeling this way because of interpretations I'm making. Now, the second step is to ask yourself, what are these interpretations I'm making? For instance, he said this, she said that, this means that, or so on. These are all interpretations because let's be real, just for one minute, You do not know with 100% certainty that you know for certain that what that person, whether it be your ex, whether it be your mother-in-law, whether it be someone on Facebook, whatever the case may be, you do not know with 100% certainty why they did what they did. Why is this important? Well, I'm working with some clients at the moment and I can tell you the interpretations of why someone or their partners are making the decisions they are making. They are so embedded in their thought process, they cannot see any other way around it. But when I throw in to the scenario actually, what about X, Y, or Z? They have never, ever considered it because of how they've been brought up, because of their beliefs, the stories, and the relationship. They can't see that their partners could be making decisions for completely different reasons than what they are interpreting. And that there, my friends, is where the trouble starts. Because when we're interpreting what someone else may be thinking we are making it from a position of non-factual beliefs. And that is what we want to try and stop. Why, you might ask? Because it's 
when you think someone is doing something for a reason that it may not be true or most possibly is not 100% true, when you make decisions from that point, that's when things can get out of control. And you do it because you think you need to to actually protect yourself. But for every action, there is a reaction. And when you are protecting yourself from something that is actually not true, you can cause a war. So if you continue to put your filter of reality on the words and actions that others make, that's where you are making interpretations. So ask yourself, what interpretation am I making right now? Or to make it even simpler, how do I know that this is 100% true? So that's step two. Step three, what are seven interpretations I can make? Why seven? Well, by taking the time to get to three or four, What you're actually doing, they're quite easy, aren't they? So think of something that happened right now and maybe do this exercise with me while I'm talking through. Think of a moment right now where something happened and you interpreted someone or someone to mean something and you took offense to it or you have been hurt by it. Now, let's go through seven reasons why they may have done what they've done. So the first three or four are quite easy to come up with. We'll come up with them really simply. But once you get past four, you need to actually start thinking differently. You need to actually have a different point of view because everything we believe is filtered through our interpretations of a situation. So by the time you get to five, you start thinking this is starting to get a little bit difficult. And by the time you get to seven, you've stretched yourself to see someone else or to get another perspective of the situation. And that there is when things can start to change. By the time in many cases that I get to six or seven, normally a little bit funny. And I've talked about this on previous um podcast where I talk about my husband and when he comes home and he may have had a bad day and he says something and I would used to take it the wrong way and go off and sook or consider how I would come back and form a a, um, conversation with him around why I felt the way I did and now what I do is I go through the you know seven reasons okay I've upset him oh he's you know had a bad day at work um, someone cut him off in traffic. He may have nearly had a car accident on the way home. Something bad happened at work and he was injured. Maybe he's, you know, he's got a headache. Uh, maybe he's, you know, nearly wet his pants. He's run to the toilet. I don't know. But, you know, by the time I get to six and seven, some of them are so ridiculous that I start to laugh at myself and I de-escalate the situation. So I start to go, no, this this is just, you know, it's not even worth worrying about. Where before in my previous relationship, what I would have done is I would have 
my interpretation of why my ex-husband may have done something would always have been an attack on me or an attack on this is a competition or he's trying to outdo me or this means he doesn't love me or this means he's angry with me. And none of that was true. Looking back now, none of it was true. So to take off those interpretation glasses you're wearing around each and every day, you need to start to be thinking about things differently. Because if you continue to make decisions on what you believe to be true, and as I said before, when we look back at the facts, the facts are your age, where you live, all of those things, they're facts. But every thought we have is an interpretation formed around the stories and the beliefs and how we've grown up and our indoctrination of whatever it be, whether it be politics or religion or schooling or whatever. So many people leave an imprint on us and it's their imprint. I've spoken about that before as well. Imagine me wearing a white suit and someone comes up to hug me and they're covered in mud. All of a sudden, all of their mud is over my white suit. And that then means I am carrying their beliefs with me because their dirt is now on me. And that's what we have to stop. And so here's the key. You then need to ask yourself, once you've gone through the seven, either if you're anything like me, you start to laugh and go, this is so ridiculous, don't even worry about it. What you have to do, look at the seven that you've come up with and what is the most empowering interpretation you can make. So for instance, I have a client right now and he and his wife are really are really at the pointy end of, of their negotiations and she she is really pushing his buttons. There's no doubt about it. He's a very kind and caring person. He's tried to go out of his way to negotiate and to look after her and whatever, but she's turning everything around to mean something else. He could do one or two things. He could sit there and believe and let's say he, he thought to himself, she's nothing but a bitch. I can't believe after everything I've done, this is how she's treating me. Or he could go into, she's really struggling right now. She She's worried about her future. She's worried about what's going to happen to the kids. She actually still cares about me and she's trying everything she can just to survive. Like if, if he goes through the seven reasons, he's going to come up with more on why she's doing it because of her struggles rather than the fact that it's an attack on him. Can you see how powerful this skill is? It's so powerful. And then step four is to move your attention. And I've talked about this also before. This is the master thought formula. My thoughts are an illusion. I am the thinker of my thoughts and I move my attention to. And that's the key. So once you've then come up with your seven and you've got one that that really empowers you rather than disempowers you and have you laying on the couch and watching Netflix and whatever the case may be, you change it all around and you go with the most empowering one. And then you feel energetic then you feel like you can get up and do things. Then you feel like that this is not an attack on you. You just interpreted it that way. And this is the most 
powerful thing I have ever learned, especially in the last probably 10 years, because every time something happens to me and I interpret it to be something that it's not, I can use the master thought formula, I can change my beliefs, I can change my interpretations of the situation and I am then empowered to do something differently. That's also why when you have someone like myself on your team, it makes such a difference to how you make decisions because let's be honest, all around you, have a look around you right now. You've probably got people that love and support you and really care about you. And let's just name them the yes people. So these are all the people that you have around you in your support network. You know, they're the, your friends, your family, um, people at work possibly. And when you're feeling low, this is the conundrum that many, many people get into. When you're low, the people that love and care about you the most, they want to bring you up. And when they want to bring you up, what they do is they encourage you to believe what you're believing to be true. Because if they say that you're wrong, then of course you're going to feel worse, aren't you? So they encourage you to think that what you're thinking is true. This is where this skill that I've just taught you is so powerful because you can get yourself out of this funk yourself. You don't need these people around you to be telling you, yes, yes, you're right, you're right, when actually you're not. But when you work with someone like me, this is where the difference comes in. Because I don't know anything about your partner or what you're going through, and it does not interest me really anything to do with them because I know so much about interpretations. And I often say, when someone tells me something, I take it with a grain of salt. As much as I care about the emotions and what you feel, my job is to help you to, to understand that what you feel may not be real because you're interpreting it in a particular way. And that's the most empowering thing that I can do for anyone. If I can teach you that actually what you're feeling, there's is, comes from a thought and that thought may not be real. It's just how you've interpreted it. It can change your life. It can change all of the decisions you make. It can save you an absolute fortune. But people think they can do this alone. People think they'll do it with the people around them, the yes people that want them to be happy and encourage them to believe what they're believing is true when actually it's highly likely that it's not true. It's just how you need to protect yourself right now because you have so much, some people may call it self-loathing. It could be, you know, not loving yourself because when you love yourself, you believe in yourself and when you believe in yourself, you just get it done. So this has been a pretty powerful podcast today and I hope it makes sense to you because the skills that I've taught you, you can implement them in every area of your life, work, relationships, you know, sporting, every area of your life. You know, we can use this start, drop when you're driving a car, someone cuts in front of you and you think to yourself, what a you know, what a pig, I can't believe that person did that. When who's to say his wife may not be in labor 
Who's to say someone may have passed away in his family and he's rushing to get to someone he loves? Who's to say that it's not something completely different to what you interpret? And I can honestly tell you, if you really, really are truthful with yourself, it's more inclined to be something different than you think because you are making interpretations on the day you have had. So if you've had a shitty day and someone cuts you off, straight away you're going to go to the fact that they did that for X, Y and Z when maybe it could have been something completely different, completely different. All right, my darlings, have a great day and I'll talk to you again next week. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to the Divorce Angel podcast. Go behind the scenes of my business to learn the secrets no one else will share. Deep dive into the Divorce Angel process and listen to our most popular episodes over at tanyasummerton.com. If you love this episode of the podcast, do me a favor and head over to iTunes and subscribe and leave a review so we can reach more people and change more lives. That's all for now and I'll catch up with you next week.